PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Bet just $1 on any football game this week and receive $150 in free bets instantly if you sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app using the code PHNX. All right, Johnny, we were a little harsh on the Cardinals after their victory in Jacksonville. Yeah. But we've had it's a victory Monday, so woohoo! We've had a a little bit of time to let it all sink in. So now, how are you feeling about going three now? We're gonna kiss the team's ass for the next thirty minutes, so they let us back in the in the facility. But no, I, you know, it's it's great to be three and zero. We have not yet experienced uh, a non-victory Monday, if that makes sense. So I don't know if it's the PHNX you know, a fact or not, but Cardinals are three and zero for the first time since 2015. They have some issues to work out, but I think that what we've seen um, so far is a team that while flawed has a lot of different ways to beat you. And we have not seen the best version uh, of this team so far. And I think that's encouraging. Now we're going to get that Sunday against maybe probably the best team in the NFL right now, the LA Rams. I'm not sure, but I, I do think that it'll be a good litmus test to see just how far this franchise has come because, I mean, they, they have top-end star players, and their roster is not, you know, glutted with a bunch of practice squad guys like it was a couple of years ago. They're deep from 1 to 53, and that, to me, has been the most evident. Do they need to be more consistent? Absolutely. But, I mean, we were freaking out over that kick return, and it's just like a nifty footnote. It didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. They still won over Jacksonville by double digits. And by all count, you know, they're a team that can make mistakes and still win handily, and that's a good place to be. Yeah, it's funny how much 24 hours can change your emotions because I was a little I was a little fired up after that game. I felt like even though they had gotten the win, it shouldn't have been as difficult at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, to get there. And I felt like some of the, you know, some of the plays were just unacceptable play calls, things like that. But, you know, somebody asked me today, I was on um, ESPN Tucson and they asked, is this team going to go as far as its defense takes them? And I said, you know what? They're so deep and talented on both sides of the ball that I don't know that I would say that. I mean, any, on any given week, I think either side of the ball can carry the team to a victory. And, yeah. and I truly believe that they, mm-hmm. they're so talented. I mean, we, and we've even seen that through weeks through three weeks, we've seen the offense play spectacular. We've seen the defense uh, really set the tone and turn things around. Like we saw, you know, with Byron Murphy's pick six yesterday. Yeah. I think it's a really good question. Um, and I would lean if the Cardinals get top 10 defensive play this year, there'll be a playoff team. I just think so highly of the offense and all of their different facets now, assuming everybody stays healthy. They've got four receivers that are technically on pace to reach a thousand yards. Now that's probably not sustainable, but you talk about those weapons and the running backs that they have that always look good. The offensive line was much better Sunday, allowed just one QB hit on Kyler Murray. And then you of course have Kyler Murray, who's the ultimate weapon right now in the NFL. I just think if the defense gives them enough opportunities in a single game, at some point, the opposing defense is going to wilt to this offense. And I, I do think that they're the kind of unit that can put up 21 points in a single quarter. So if they get, again, 
elite level defense, you know, let's say 75% of the year or just great. I, I do think that that's their best recipe for success where they would get in trouble is if the defense starts to have lapses again and Kyler Murray feels like I need to go shot for shot with the opposing quarterback and score every drive. And to me, that's when he makes mistakes. But so far, I mean, they their highs are, are incredibly high. You watch their highlights on both sides of the ball, Chandler Jones and Kyler Murray and Rondell Moore, and you're thinking to yourself, this looks like Kansas City. This looks like the, the Rams. This looks like, you know, peak Russell Wilson in Seattle. So I, I, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. To, to that aspect, I, I still think they're a fringe playoff team, but every week I'm more convinced that they they'll be playing January. A football. fringe playoff team. Yeah, it's okay. it's tough. It's tough, man. I think they got to get to ten wins, and the division is is so brutal, and they still have to play Green Bay, um, and the Christmas Day game uh, home against Indianapolis. Who knows what that team will look like? So, I think Vegas has them now at eleven wins. Uh, as they're over under for the rest of the year, which would put them in the playoffs. But then again, that's where we were last year at this time or midseason. So I need to see Cliff complete a full season. I need to see Kyler stay healthy for 17 games. But yeah, I if I'm if I'm asked to, to predict now, I would say they get in as a wild card for sure. Okay. And I will say this too. I think this is the offense that everyone was hoping we would see when yeah. Cliff was hired and Kyler was drafted. I mean, you're talking about a team that has scored over 30 points in each of their first three games. The only team in the league to do that. They've had over 400 yards of total offense in each of their three games. I mean, this really is the beginning of what fans were hoping we would see with this offense. Totally agree. Um, 2019, people have to remember that, that was about the same group of players outside of Kyler that Steve Wilkes and Josh Rosen played with in 2018. And I put out a tweet uh, right. late last night at like midnight because, you know, I don't have a life apparently. And it was basically just thinking about all these rookie QBs that are struggling, right? Some of them on good teams. I mean, one of them's coached by Bill Belichick. Chicago's got some weapons. Matt Nagy's been to the playoffs. The Jets are their own situation. But Kyler Murray took over an offense after 2018, that was statistically the worst offense in, in modern-day NFL. If you go look up the advanced metrics, that 2018 was so bad. It's like what Chicago did, that's what the Cardinals did every weekend, if you remember that season. And all Kyler Murray did was elevate it to 13th, I think, in DVOA, and they've just been slowly building up until this point. You have to make do with what you have, kind of like what's going on in Jacksonville. Somebody needs to tell Trevor Lawrence it will get better in the next couple off-seasons. You'll get a Hopkins, right? Get a Rondell Moore. You'll get a, an A.J. Green. You'll refine your offensive line. I totally agree. This is the, the vision is complete, and that's what we teased leading up to this season. It was like, okay, this is the maturation process. They're, they should be contenders now. But there's just that big asterisk that is the NFC West that, yeah, they're the best third or fourth place in the league. Big deal. What, is that, what does that mean in the grand scheme of things? We'll find out. You, you just made a comment that made me think of something that was asked during a post game yesterday. I think it okay. was one of the, I think it was either a Jacksonville reporter or a national reporter, but they asked Cliff what advice he would give Urban Meyer yeah. as he is in his first year as a head coach in the NFL. And he said, 
I don't think I should be giving Urban Meyer any advice. Probably Urban <laughs> it Meyer was funny. <laughs> it was really funny. Uh, but while we're talking about the offense, some unfortunate news is all the injuries that are beginning to pile up. So Justin Pugh and Justin Murray both exited Sunday's game against the Jags with uh, back injuries. And mm-hmm. so right now they're day to day and they're, you know, just adding to the, to the offensive line, the members of the offensive line that are on the injured list because Kelvin Beecham remains out as well. It's concerning. Next two weeks is big time test for this unit. Maybe more than anybody outside of Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Aaron Donald's going to line up off tackle off of DJ Humphreys and he's yep. going to need help from Max Williams and others. Right. And so you need Josh Jones playing high at right guard who had, a, he had his best game as a pro on Sunday. You need that to continue. Rodney Hudson, of course, is a staple at center. And then you know, Justin Pugh's been steady. If you doubt and Justin Murray can't play, you know, Max Garcia, what do you do there? I do think that the plan all along was to try to get Kelvin Beecham right for this game. Um, he practiced a little bit last week, giving the team a pep talk. I thought he might try to go yesterday. They held him out, I think, to get him ready for week four at L.A. So it's early. Justin Pugh's also on a contract year and knows that he took a pay cut. He's trying to make money next season. He knows it's in his, his best um, account to, to try to play. So I would imagine we'll get the same starting five that we got for week one. I have no inside information, just trying to read between the lines here. But goodness, I mean, the Rams right now defensively are the maybe even more impressive than they were a year ago, and that's saying something. So um, that's concerning, but let's, let's check in later this week. Well, you definitely want your starters out front to play on Sunday against the Rams. But here is what Cliff Kingsbury had to say when he was asked if the injuries piling up are concerning to him. I think every team deals with it. Um, the injuries, particularly that position, such a physical um, position. And, you know, they're engaging each and every snap. So things are going to happen. But um, I, I think we came out of uh, this week as um, clean as, as we could hope for. I, I don't think the back issues will be really long term it may not be this week but um i think we'll we'll remain i mean we'll we'll keep the depth that we have for the most part um moving forward all right so he didn't seem to be too concerned about it i don't know that he would sit there and say yeah i feel like the sky's falling right now this is awful but (laughs) um day-to-day is better than ruled out so you know i guess like you said we'll just have to wait and see throughout the week yeah the good news is no one got banged up to the extent that like they had to be carted off sunday i mean the cardinals knock on wood have been relatively healthy to start the year uh and they haven't activated anybody but they have an option if they wanted to to activate dennis gardak and jordan phillips this week who knows what's going on with Jordan? I know they're anxious to get Dennis back. Um, so that could be a nice injection of some athleticism on defense. But, I, I mean, the end of the day, if you're going to beat the L.A. Rams to me, and we'll preview this game as it's going on, Kyler Murray has to be the difference in the game. He has to outplay Matthew Stafford. He has to be the focal point, the lightning rod. And for him to be the best version of Kyler, kind of like we saw last year, you know, home against Seattle, that Sunday night football game where you're going shot for shot, punch for punch with an elite team, an elite head coach and quarterback. Kyler's got to be Kyler Murray. And if he's getting knocked around and they're bringing pressure, 
that that could be a long afternoon for this franchise. I kind of had this thought today because the team and Kyler Murray and even Cliff, you know, everyone was talking about how proud they were of overcoming adversity on Sunday. And I was thinking to myself, I wonder how Kyler will overcome adversity if he's laying on his back the majority of the game on Sunday because yeah. his offensive line might be banged up and you might have a bunch of backups out there. I wonder what that will look like. That's true adversity. Um, I don't know why my mind went there, but we're talking about injuries and we're talking about mm -hmm. adversity, so it went there. Well, here's what I will say. I know a lot of people were disappointed with, with yesterday's outing, even though they scored 30-plus points. And I just, I think I responded to somebody and I said, you know, we can nitpick. It's always a good day, in my opinion. Number one, when the Cardinals win and, and Kyler Murray's only hit one time. And so if that's any indication of things to come, and yes, I know it's Jacksonville. They have Josh Allen. They've got some some de decent defensive linemen. They The Cardinals couldn't run the ball until late. I just, I feel like that's a unit to me. If if they're if they're right and Sean Coogler is the best position coach on the team, then they Cardinals have a shot to win every Sunday because that means we get the best version of Kyler Murray. When things go awry, like they did late last season, he's taking shots left and right. Man, it, it gets really ugly quickly, especially with that, I want to say that little 5'9", 5'10", frame of his, but I think that that's disrespectful because I'm also little. So I would just say <laughs> frame, you just kind of grimace, right? When he gets sacked, you just you can't, you can't look at it. It's different than like – you know, Justin Herbert getting sacked at like six, five. So, you know, that, that makes me uneasy. I don't want to see it. And at least we forget the reason Rodney Hudson is on this team week 17 last year, Mason Cole was the center and he allowed Michael Brockers and Aaron Donald to come at Kyler Murray, essentially unblocked and knock him out of that game. So this is a good litmus test for Rodney Hudson and his, and his development with the Cardinals because they didn't have him last year, and they feel like he can be an answer to finally overcome McVay's Rams. Mm, that's a good point. You know, I think that for Cliff, this is a game that he has circled on his calendar every year. Um, yes. He's never been able to beat his his buddy Sean McVay before. I also wonder if this is setting the Cardinals up. Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury specifically to – try to do too much to try to get too cute or to try to force plays. I, I'm just curious. I don't, again, I keep, I feel like I'm continuously sounding negative, but no, no, no. I wonder if it is what a game and a situation where we might see them do too much because they're so eager to a, that, I mean, it would be a huge win because the Rams are the Rams and they just knocked off the defending, you know, champions, super, super bowl champions. But then also because I'm sure Cliff would love nothing more than to beat his buddy and Kyler be, to be able to say he led a t a, his team to a win over the Rams. I it's shameless plug. I don't know. We'll plug our fine website, gophnx.com later in our, our show tonight, but I am putting together an article and it is basically the, the one-on-one -on -one of, of how Cardinals can slay their dragon. That is the LA Rams and Sean McVay. Uh, and what they need to do to finally overcome uh, an Ofer spell. They've never beat McVay. Bruce Arians couldn't do it. Steve Wilkes couldn't do it. Cliff Kingsbury hasn't been able to do it. And unfortunately, and you, you know this, Cherson, most of the, the outcomes have been by large margins. And for so long, we got used to the Ram franchise being a joke. I mean, especially in those days in the Edward Jones Dome, nobody attended the games. 
coached by Jeff Fisher. I mean, they were one of the biggest laughing stocks in the NFL and how far they've come now. So the Cardinals, they, they are capable. They have the players. Um, it, it's a tall task, but certainly, I mean, they're a six-point underdog in Vegas. That's not overly disrespectful. You think about a visiting team is typically about a three-point underdog, and the Rams are, I would imagine, every every power ranking that will be out this week will have them at number one. So the Cardinals can can prove a lot of doubters wrong. I, I, we're not into moral victories here, but uh, a, a strong performance regardless will, will go a long way for Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. All right. While we're on the topic, you mentioned the Cardinals are six-point underdogs in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, while we were watching the game yesterday, um, I think you saw some of your money slipping away. So how did you end up doing with your bets overall this weekend? Let's just say that I had uh, a couple of parlays that were predicated on um, partially tonight's game, the Monday night game, as we're recording this on a Monday night. And I'm not even watching the DraftKings Sportsbook app, which is a criminal sin in my household because all of my bets busted <laughs> yesterday. So oh. we were we were watching the Cardinal game. I had hit some bets in the morning, some parlays uh, early in the day. I can tell you that I was not done any favors by uh, Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. That was uh, depressing. Uh, I also had the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, on the money line against the Rams, and that was never close either. So uh, Shane and I did our daily bets show, PHNX Daily Bets today. And, you know, just a good rule of thumb. You just got to power through and and spend more money. I am so sorry to hear that. Um, For those who may not know, though, parlays, they allow you, same game parlays, they allow you to combine multiple bets for a bigger payout, um, parlays in general. Um, and if you place the same game, game parlay on any NFL game, you're going to be credited up to $25 right now. If your bet loses on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, um, as always though, it's 21 and over Arizona only gambling problem Call 1-800 next step. New customers only minimum $5 deposited $1 wager required eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you haven't checked it out uh, or checked our shirts out, Cardinals themed shirts on phnxlocker.com, check them out because right now we have 20% off through Wednesday only for our members. And if you're not already a member, uh, it's great to be a member, Johnny, because our community is awesome. There's so many added bonuses, including getting to read your fantastic articles. Oh, well, thank um, you. If you're a member. Yeah. And One you of get, the highlights uh, of my days. Yes. You get a free t-shirt when you sign up. Uh, I think we're still running our 20% off all Cardinal shirts at the recording of this podcast. It's on the homepage of the website. So I, I feel like technically we can plug that. But yes. um, you get so much content. For if you pay outright for the 12 months, it's like 59 bucks and some change for the year. Or if you need to do a little feeling out of what we got going on, 50 cents the first month. Uh, and then I believe something to the effect of what is it, $8.99 uh, a month moving forward. So deals on deals, content on content. Uh, we've got a fantastic team here at PHNX, gophnx.com. And yeah, if you're not on the website, you're missing out. All right, so a few more storylines from yesterday. One is the just bizarre incident where 
penalty flag hit the ball, which caused Rondell Moore to muff a punt. Yeah. And something that I don't know that we've even ever seen in the NFL, like just a bizarre situation. Uh, But Cliff Kingsbury was asked about it today. So here's what he had to say. Kind of like the twilight zone, like you had it and then all of a sudden it, you didn't have it, and uh, so I didn't know that it occurred. But you would think that maybe we can adjust that rule because it seems quite unfair that that we would lose the ball if the ref happens to hit it. I think the ref should probably be ejected at that point. Uh, I mean, considering it is probably the first time it's ever happened in the history of the league, I don't know if they'll really put it up at the owners' meeting rules proposals. But I would be all for it. All right. So Cliff is very, he's got like a dry sense of humor and he's often, you know, sarcastic. But if you saw his face when he made that comment about the ref getting ejected in that situation, I kind of think he was dead serious. Yeah. Oh, when I saw those comments earlier, when you were posting it from the team facility today, it, uh, that's exactly what I thought. Um, This is somebody who's coaching for their job this year. And plays like that um, could very well affect the outcome of a game that w- would cost Cliff Kingsbury a shot at the postseason and subsequently allow him to, to remain the head coach of the Cardinals. I know that seems extreme, but they lost a couple instances last year on one possession games. And you muff a punt like that and you allow Jacksonville to score quickly. You're on the road against a young team that would start feeling themselves. And that was way before the, the 109 kickoff return. And it's not your fault. And who knows now with the way the officials are. I mean, goodness, if you watch that Packer-Niner game last night, they're a little bit out of control right now. And would they even have overturned that? Would would they even have looked at that? I know all turnovers are reviewable. But to your point, Cherson, I've never seen that before. And I think it speaks to Kingsbury. I like what I heard from Cliff. That speaks to his sense of urgency. It's Rams week, right? We're trying to win and we don't want anything extracurricular to take away from the fact that this team's trying to get to the playoffs. And every every possession counts, clearly. This is the NFL. It's not college football where you got a bunch of students on the roster and there's a big gap between, you know, Alabama and Georgia State. These are all grown professionals. They all get paid. Every team has talent, uh, some more than others. And, and so you can't be given extra possessions away. Do you remember, somebody brought this to my attention. I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that that happened. Do you remember Orlando Brown? I believe he played for Cleveland and it was in a game against Jacksonville where a flag hit his eye and like temporary, temporarily blinded him. Do you remember uh, that? Yes. Yeah. And then I think it's like really sad he passed away to uh, early but yes, I do. Yeah, th- that. yeah, that that part is is definitely tragic. But I'm like, you're so yeah, right. So like, like the Orlando Brown Jr. that plays for uh, Kansas City now. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's his dad. If I if that's not the case, I'm so sorry. I gave it a quick <laughs> Google, and I think that that's his dad. But yes, yeah, I, I remember <laughs> seeing the photo of him with the eye patch on. And how it like blinded him temporarily or perma- I can't remember permanently or temporarily. I think it was temporarily, but I think there might be like two instances in the history, like those two, like 
like Orlando Brown's instance and then um and then yesterday where you've had like flags just go rogue but interesting that is his son his da- his son drafted third round pick coincidentally played with Kyler Murray at Oklahoma uh fell in the wow. draft for some off the field stuff elite player the Ravens for whatever reason traded him to Kansas City yeah that's his dad Orlando Brown senior Wow. Wild. All right. And then lastly, uh, another storyline, obviously, was Prater's 68-yard attempt that was returned for a touchdown. Um, Here's what Cliff had to say about that after he had sort of 24 hours to digest it. You know, game by game, every situation is different. We we know Matt can can make those kicks. Um, I thought he struck that ball well, just wasn't you know, 70 yards worth, but I got to give them a lot of credit. Um, Tremendous job. That returner had a touchdown return the previous week. We knew it was dynamic and um, they did a great job making it happen. So uh, only thing I regret is that, you know, they ended up scoring a touchdown. But uh, like I said, we we have a lot of trust in Matt. We felt like he could um, put a good kick on that ball and it just didn't go our way. That's what happens when you when you have Zoom interviews and somebody's not muted. <laughs> was that you? It wasn't me. I had nothing to do with that, but somebody was unmuting themselves and it interrupted him. But anyway, oh, so he man. he's not very remorseful of you know the decision, and I think in the future now, if we saw this, I would feel confident if they were in like you know, a situation where that would be a game winning field goal, send him out there. And yeah. I would feel better. I was seeing how close he was to making that kick. I would feel better about doing that, but just not in that situation yesterday. I disagree. Like you do with the decision. I like Yolo cliff that we've seen. Um, he's got all of his chips on the table this year. That was too aggressive, but I'd rather him be over aggressive and get burned and try to win the game than be overly conservative um they were two for two on fourth down yesterday that was a big difference in the game you watch a lot of these coward coaches like joe judge and matt nagy and you think to yourself man the cardinals might be damn lucky to have cliff kingsbury as crazy as that sounds so poor decision i doubt he ever attempts that again cardinals are just too talented they overcame it in the second half give them credit because they could have easily wilted so i just Cliff Kingsbury just like adamant at the press conference, knowing, you know, what's at stake this year. I'm into that. Not into the decision. I'm into Cliff right now. <laughs> I'm into Cliff Kingsbury right now. That sounded weird. Man, you and Frank. Frank wants to get, you know, a Cliff Kingsbury tattoo. You're into him. All right. All right. Cheers okay. So. Um, so every week I love to try and bring up some stats and see if I can stump you by sneaking one in that is inaccurate. So What's my record, let's see if by the way, before you we do are, that. um, you're two and oh right now. Awesome. Kyler Murray ended yesterday's win at Jacksonville with 11 consecutive completions for 153 yards. His career best completion percentage of 82.4 was third highest in franchise history. Okay. Kyler Murray has as many rushing touchdowns in 35 games as Peyton Manning did in 266 career games. 
Say that one one more time. Kyler Murray has as many rushing touchdowns in 35 games as Peyton Manning did in 266 career games. Okay. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins has had a reception in 140 straight games dating back to September of 2013. And Byron Murphy is in the running for defensive player of the week after his two interceptions on Sunday, second of which was a pick six that gave Arizona a late third quarter lead it would never relinquish. He was once Cardinals high school player of the year in 2015, which was also the, t- the last time the team was 3-0. and Dan Cheerson, these are good this week. Uh, <laughs> you went deep into the well this week to get me. Um, I'm not looking at any box scores. I'm not checking the the box score from yesterday to see if Kyler had 11 strike completions. That sounds right. Um, as does the Peyton Manning stat. That sounds right. I mean, yeah. Byron Murphy is in the running for defensive player of the week. And I, I think he was the, the Cardinal player of the year, or it was Kirk because they played locally together at the high school. The name escapes me. So our Hopkins that, yeah, the hot, they all sound factual. That's the difficult part. Um, oh man. I feel like. If you the get Russian this, TD, I swear. The, the, the Russian TD one is legit. That's a, that's gold. Um, I would say the Hopkins one is legit. I, I'll push back. I would say the, the Kyler Murray 11 consecutive completions and his, I don't remember him completing 80 plus percent of his throws yesterday. So I will go with that. The first one is, is false. Okay. I got you. Oh no. <laughs> I made it so incredibly difficult. Like you would have had to be, because well, I, honestly, I like totally set you up for this one. I barely changed the stat. So, uh, so, okay. So I'll go through them again. So Kyler okay. Murray did, which is impressive. He did end yesterday's win with 11 consecutive completions for 153 yards. And yes, his career best completion uh, percentage of 82.4 was third highest in franchise See, history. We so were well done. Even though they were winning. And so that's probably why we don't remember, or at least I don't remember him doing that. I, I remember the interception. Uh, I remember the defensive touchdown. I remember James Conner. And yeah, he looked good. He had that long completion to AJ Green, but okay, that's fair. Sorry, Kyle. Yeah. Good job, Kyler. Uh, and then Kyler. So Kyler has had as many rushing touchdowns in 35 games as Peyton Manning did in 266 career games. So that's 18 rushing touchdowns. So that one was true as well. Yeah. So that's true. That one. And so this is the so the DeAndre Hopkins one, and I only changed it ever so slightly. So the I, I said that he has had a, rece- a reception in 140 straight games dating back to September of 2013. Um, he has had a reception in 129 straight games dating back to um, September of 2013. It was a very minor. I mean, I totally said you exactly had it. The deck against me, Cherson. How dare you? <laughs> but it. He has had a reception in every game that he has played in the NFL, and that is the league's third longest active streak. So Kudos. 
And he really hasn't um, even taken off this year yet, too. Which I is know. Crazy to think about. I know. I know. I think yeah. every single one of these stats also came off of Mark Dalton's Twitter page. So uh, I hope you're not going to now go to his Twitter page after every game and make sure that you're. Friend of PHNX. We'll get him on the phone and I'll have him direct to my cell phone while we do this show. But nice job. You got me. I, I, I will tell you it was between the, the Hopkins question and the, the Kyler Murray one. So good job. You stumped me. Thank you. And thank you to Mark Dalton, who is a PR guy for the Arizona Cardinals. And he is the true stat master when it comes to Cardinals. So I figured we'll, you know, I'll, I'll pull some of his stats and see if you can uh, play along. So thank you for playing along. I I always have fun with this. I don't know if it's fun for you, but no, it's great. <laughs> it's one of my favorite segments. <laughs> Oh, I love this. Great. <laughs> All right. Before we move on to our last segment, just a reminder, if you want to get into sports betting, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's now legal in Arizona. Use the code PHNX, bet just $1 on any football game, and you're going to get $150 in free bets instantly. I bet my first same game parlay over the weekend. The Cardinals let me down a little bit. I thought it was just surefire 50 bucks in my pocket. Um, but it is what it is. And they're also still running that promotion where you can get a, your credit back up to $25. So I didn't really lose anything. There you go. It's free. It's That's what we like to call house money or it's yes. not really yours. Right. So you were playing with house money yesterday. It was fun until it wasn't fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Johnny, let's wrap this up with talking about the rest of the NFC West. Let's start with the Seattle Seahawks. Nice. Did yes. we did we learn more about the Seahawks or the Vikings last night? Uh, great question. I think, number one, it makes the Cardinals win over Minnesota more impressive. Yeah. Same with Tennessee. Um by all accounts, this is a Seattle team that doesn't lack talent. Uh, if anything, they're better on paper than they were a year ago. I do think that you can run on them. I think that maybe there's we're, we're, we're so focused on what's going on with Aaron Rodgers and his situation with his team, we forgot about what Russell Wilson put the Seahawks through over the course of the spring. Um, so every year we ask ourselves, is this the year that the Seahawks implode and, and not only miss the playoffs, but by all accounts, finished under 500. Every year they finished above 500 since Russell Wilson's been there since 2012. They've missed the playoffs only once. They're just a constant in the NFL. This team looks different. And now when you factor in, when we talk about the Niners here in a second, the fact that they have to go and play San Francisco now, I think maybe San Francisco hosts that game, I'm not sure. Is that a, that might be the closest thing we've seen for a must-win game for the Seahawks this early in the season. You cannot afford in this division to fall to one and three, I don't care who you play. And so Russell does not look good. They look out of sync defensively. They, they overpaid Jamal Adams. If the, if the Seahawks pick a, a very opportune time to start to regress, that's good news for the Valley and the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. I can't remember the last time the Seahawks went one and two to start the season, let alone one and three to start the right. season. So that would be really something some people were predicting. And I definitely heard this, um, 
locally that the Seahawks would be the worst in the division. And now I'm starting, I, I always, but, but it never actually happened. So like you yeah. were saying, I was like skeptical about that, but if they lose to the Niners, um, man, they're in for, too, yeah, you, you don't think so. I mean, it's possible. It's definitely possible. The Niners coming off a loss, Seahawks. I mean, I don't know. They're both plenty motivated. And, um, you know, many people also nationally uh, pick the Niners to win the division. So there you go. Uh, They're not that good. But I think it's going to be a very interesting game. We just want all these teams to beat up on each other and for the Cardinals to continue winning. It's a quarterback league. Any team that starts Jimmy Garoppolo in, in 2021 des- deserves to lose. The Niners' defense is not the same without, <laughs> without Robert Sala. Um, What's wrong with Jimmy G? I'm from Illinois, and he went to Eastern Illinois and set all kinds of records, and that's great. And we're proud of him back from, from Illinois country, but uh, <laughs> he is by far the, the black sheep in quarterbacks in the NFC West. And I just think that – you know, I think the roster is is good. I think it's a little bit overrated, as do I think Kyle Shanahan's overrated. They were losing last night 17 nothing, and were bailed out by kick returns and penalties, and that's not sustainable. I think they come back down to earth. Um, and I just – I think too much of Russell Wilson uh, to think he's going to fold, whereas I've seen Jimmy Garoppolo fold. And I know he's not Kyler Murray or Matthew Stafford. So uh, right now, if you – if you had to ask, I would say that the Cardinals are the second best team in this division. And, and if they can sustain that throughout the course of the season, they're a firm playoff team. Um, I don't think they're on the Rams level yet because I don't frankly think they have the the Rams defensive personnel, certainly, and, and their head coach. Uh, but second place in the NFC West is a good place to be. It means you're going to the playoffs. I agree. And we'll talk about the Rams plenty this week. But I was super impressed with what I saw out of them beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, defending Super Bowl champions. I was just, I mean, they're a great team and proved that Matt Stafford really is the missing ingredient to what they're baking in LA. Yeah. And it's hard for us in Arizona to come to grips with that because the Cardinals lost to Jared Goff every time they played him with McVay. So it's like, well, everybody's bitching and complaining about Jared Goff. He, he, Kicks the, kicks the Cardinals' teeth in every time he comes to Arizona. Um, so it's like, how much better can they get? But they lost to the Jets last year at the Jets, and that's the reason the Jets don't have Trevor Lawrence. Um, so they have been known to lay an egg once or twice, but I'm, I'm with you. They've got two top five defenders in all pro football. They've got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And they lost their defensive coordinator. They backfilled uh, with Raheem Morris. He's been just as good, if not better, I mean, the, the McVay, you know, prodigy is is very alive and real. I think it's in part why Cliff Kingsbury got hired in Arizona. Um, they've lost. The oh, absolutely. Hasn't, hasn't made a difference. So um, we're, 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 we're Cardinal fans on this podcast. We support our hometown team. But, I mean, Cardinals just aren't on the Rams level yet. They have a chance to do that this weekend. But, I mean, the last time the Cardinals beat the Rams, I remember that game – not very fondly because David Johnson went down. It's in the end of 2016, 2017, when they had an interim coach, Jeff Fisher had just been fired. They looked like a high school team playing at the Coliseum, and the Cardinals put up like 45 points in a non-postseason uh, year to finish, I think, like you know, seven, eight, one or eight and eight. And then they hired Sean McVay, and he's never lost to the Cardinals, no matter who's been the coach. So they, 
I don't know if this is the year they get the monkey off their back, but find out Sunday. If there ever was an opponent where I'd say you want a coach like Cliff, like Cliff Kingsbury, who's aggressive and not afraid to call a low percentage play or Kyler Murray, who it's a low percentage play again, but is capable of, you know, tossing up a Hail Murray. Um, You know, it would be this game because I think it will take a play like that to be able to beat the Rams. Absolutely. And then it's, you have no room to breathe because then you play San Francisco the very next week, a team that I think they're significantly better than, but if they get beat up and have an emotional loss this Sunday and the Niners rebound, I mean, that sets themselves up for, for a very difficult challenge the, the following week. That's why wins like Jacksonville are necessary. Wins against Minnesota at home are necessary because you can't come up for error in this division that sports multiple teams that consistently go to the postseason. And then there's our Redbirds, coached by Cliff Kingsbury, who we like, but at the same time, you know, they haven't been able to, to make playoffs in five years. So it all starts this weekend. The season really does start now. I agree. I agree. The meat of their schedule starts on Sunday. All right. Before we go, Johnny, I was ambushed by you and Saul last night or yesterday. I suppose it was yesterday afternoon. I'm so sorry. Um, but you're, you guys aren't the only ones that are calling me out because on Twitter there is this huge – debate as to whether boneless wings are actually wings at all or are they simply chicken nuggets or chicken tenders and i put now i didn't i i set the time limit for like just two hours so you know it hasn't been wasn't an all-day thing but we've had well over 100 votes on this poll and 75 percent of people say boneless wings are not wings at all. They're chicken tenders or chicken nuggets. And I'd be willing to bet that all 75% of those votes came from men because there is not a single girl that gave a rat's behind what a boneless wing is considered. That's fair. Uh, can I just point out <laughs> that video has almost 1,500 views on Twitter, which is which is great to see because uh, our play in the ambush, Cheerson <laughs> was well in development early yesterday morning at 8 a.m. But uh, in all seriousness, I, you know, listen, I, I, boneless wings are not my thing. I don't typically eat them, uh, but I'll, I'll give you some grace. I think the more egregious aspect of this is the Applebee's inclusion. Um, and I'm too afraid to add Applebee's on Twitter before the Applebee's mob comes after me. So I haven't yet. So, I mean, it, you know, if you want some backfill, you, you could reach out to, to your friends at Applebee's. Maybe they'll help us out. Well, like I was telling Saul yesterday, it's not like it's cool to eat at Applebee's. OK, so it's not like I'm choosing this. It's just what my taste buds like. If I if I if my taste buds didn't like it and I wouldn't have to trust me, I wouldn't be going to Applebee's to get boneless God wings. But <laughs> and if you guys like have no idea hometown yeah yeah if you guys have no idea what we're talking about probably because you're not subscribed to our youtube channel and our podcast and you're not following us on social media so subscribe and also at phnx underscore sports facebook twitter instagram and johnny you and i are going to be back at it with frank tomorrow we'll see you then see you